0: Welcome to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom and joining me once again for part two of our Halloween Horror Nights trip report, it's my mum! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. As your favourite politician Jeremy Corbyn once said, we're back and ready to do it all over again.
1: My favourite politician or your favourite?
0: I don't think he's either of our favourite politicians, but he's certainly never been your favourite, that's for sure. Anyway, let's dive right in. If you didn't listen to part one, I highly recommend you do that. We talked through the kind of ticketing situation, some planning tips, that kind of thing for Halloween Horror Nights, which I appreciate planning tips might not be that useful given that Halloween Horror Nights, I think by the time this goes out, will be over in about four or five days. But hey-ho, you never know. Uh, We're going to just dive straight into what we got up to on night two on this occasion. Uh, So five more houses, three more scare zones and a live show to get through. But broadly speaking, I would expect this to be a bit shorter than part one. Uh, On this occasion, I think we rocked up to the park at a similar time to night one. So what, about four o'clock? But we had some sustenance in our bellies this time because we'd had a pre-Horror Nights lunch at toothsomes in city walk uh, which yeah it was good actually so we went in with full bellies which just meant less pressure to maybe find food over the course of horror nights so i thought that was a pretty good idea and worked out quite well
1: and checking the weather forecast beforehand it didn't look good oh so yeah. we thought all- eat
0: before that's true yes uh, a storm was was rolling into central florida uh yeah. we were a little bit trepidatious about it and we did get caught in some nasty downpours over the course of the night but i think generally with ponchos uh, in our bags we we probably we probably did all right out of the weather i think generally speaking it meant that the queue times weren't weren't quite so bad
1: we didn't end up as wet as we did that one time at pebcot a few years back.
0: No, that's true. Uh, That one caught us unawares, if I remember correctly. I don't think we had ponchos on that occasion. Anyway, this time around, having started with The Last of Us on night one, we started with Stranger Things. Kind of um, the same logic, really. Those are the two most popular mazes. So I think if you're lucky enough to be going on, on two separate nights and kind of want to make the most of your time, it probably makes sense to split those across the two nights. Uh, was this the one that you were most excited for? Because I suppose you're, the most fami- you're more familiar with Stranger Things than any of the other sort of franchises that have inspired Houses.
1: Yeah, I think as the sort of family as a whole, because Beckett's watched all Stranger Things, she hadn't watched Last of Us, had she? So we all knew the story and were up-to-date with the TV series on this one. So I think this was, yeah, probably overall the one we were excited about.
0: And, and we... We had, yeah, as you say, we'd seen all of Stranger Things, and this one was Stranger Things 4 specifically. So it's inspired by the events of the most recent season. I think they have done Stranger Things at this event before, and it's been based on, you know, previous seasons of the show. So, I mean, I don't, I didn't love Stranger Things season 4 as much as I think most people. It's, it's probably only my, Third favourite season, maybe? And to be honest, I'd forgotten a lot of what happened. Had you? Or did you feel like you would be able to pick up what was going on? I
1: think we'd had a bit of a recap before we went. Oh. So we were kind of reminding ourselves of what had gone on. I wasn't
0: involved with this. Were you not? No. Oh. No, I, I wasn't. Perhaps
1: that was me and Becky then trying to pick what had
0: happened. Yeah. Because yeah. this was, Yeah. Well, because there's about three or four storylines going on at the same time, aren't there, in mean, season four of Stranger Things? So I was kind of thinking, well, how on earth are they going to condense that into a three-minute walkthrough? But they kind of hit all the main beats, I suppose. Um, you, I think that the most striking scenes for me in this one were obviously Vecna. So he is the, the kind of big bad, isn't he? The kind of yeah. creepy zombie-looking guy. Because
1: we find out his origins, don't we, in season four? Uh,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, that 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 scene in the house is pretty well done. Uh, all the stuff with Eleven in kind of the oh, the, the like the facility and
1: so, looks so like
0: Millie Bobby. What's her face? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I couldn't
1: remember her name, but
0: no. yeah, really look really like her. Yeah, actually, the, the casting was very good. Much like Ellie on The Last of Us, who yeah. I thought was a good a good match, and, and I'm sure Joel was too. But if you listen last week, you'll know we we missed Joel unfortunately. But yes. Uh Dustin as well, I remember seeing Dustin at one point he he turned up yeah. there There are two good Dustin scenes there 's the bit where i don 't know if people remember when he's in that house and he's trying to kind of reach down into the upside down, kind of like sort of puts a kind of rope down into yeah. the upside down doesn 't he you know They sort of recreate that scene quite in quite clever fashion. You kind of look up into the ceiling at one point and you can see like Dustin up there, uh, which is quite clever on
1: the stage at one. Point.
0: Oh, uh, yeah and there's a scene where they're in the upside down I don't know if people remember from Stranger Things 4 and they're kind of fighting all the demons and the bats and sort of whacking them with clubs they're kind of dressed up like Dungeons and Dragons characters to take on the yeah. the demons of the upside down and they, they do that scene they 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 touch on almost everything actually one of the most striking scenes I think right at the start where that girl is being attacked and gets all sort of crumpled up up in the air by oh, yeah, Vecna yeah. Yeah. they do that, that looks very gnarly uh, and no one else heard this but me, but they do play Running Up That Hill at one point.
1: Did they? Yes. I was really looking forward to that. Yes. After so long, though, yes. perhaps. Uh, it,
0: it's, it's quite subtle, but it I definitely heard it. And uh, maybe it's because I was very actively listening out for it. So we do but... see Max, don't
1: we? Max is there, isn't
0: she, in that? Who's, who's Max again? Is that the Taylor Swift? Fleabag refers to her as the Taylor Swift yeah, girl. the one
1: because... who plays Running Up The Hill
0: the ginger girl is she yeah I forget to be honest Uh, this was definitely the one where uh, I I thought it was the least scary in terms of the people jumping out at you it was just sort of people but yes there was more you you can tell this is I'm I'm assuming this is the one they spent the most money on just the production the level of the production the attention to detail was very impressive and Lots of nods and references to look out for, and I guess you know even though I don't have a super striking memory of the specifics of the season and the story and stuff, there are obviously that very striking moments and I guess the the fact that we can pick them out from the maze just shows how well they were recreated that so there are multiple moments. I guess the only stuff they didn't really touch on was all the all the gulag stuff in Russia you know with Hopper. Yeah. that's quite a big part of season 4 isn't it we didn't yeah. do any of that. And I don't remember seeing like Mike um and his crew like Steve as well and Nancy I don't were they in there? I don't I remember. I thought I saw Mike. Did we see it, Mike?
1: Dustin but
0: I might be wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I might be wrong. There's a lot going on. Um that that was as well as maybe out of all the houses even though it wasn't my favorite one it's maybe the one that would benefit the most from doing it multiple times. Or- there's just so much to see. It's Maybe it's a bit you, too much.
1: Yeah, it's the one that you felt like you, it would have been nice if they'd allowed you a bit more time to get through it. Because yeah. they, they do really move you on, don't they? As we were saying last on the previous podcast. They really move you on quite quickly. And that's the one where actually it would have been nice just to take it in a bit more because it was more story-focused.
0: Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, it was good. And that is the maze, as we talked about last week, do go back and listen to that if you want all the kind of info on the procedure of Horror Nights, but that is the one that um opens earliest. Yes. I think that one they let people start coming into that from five fifteen for people who have got the early access, which meant that whilst we we got into the line at around the same time, or the holding area around the same time as we had done the week before for the Last of Us. We were in the house quicker yes. purely because they opened it sooner, I think.
1: Yeah, and that actually meant that we actually got more done. I mean, I think the weather had an impact because it did really pour down a couple of times. So, But I'm not sure if that would have put people off because if you've, you've already paid for your ticket... Stop already...
0: banging the desk. Sorry. There's feedback in the microphone. Oh, amateurs over here.
1: Obviously, if you had um, already paid for your ticket, you're not going to let the rain... Well, because it's too much money but um but i did it was interesting so i think when we were queuing up the first night for The last of us you would overhear people go we're gonna go to stranger things after this one mm. We were queuing up for stranger things all you heard of people going we're going for the last of us after this so that seemed to be the two that people were really prioritising.
0: yeah that's interesting as as i say as as a group that had two nights i don't think i'd ever think to do that maybe it's doable i just really didn't like the idea of doing the two longest queues on the same night because as you say standing still is way harder on the legs than walking around at least it is for me so i wouldn't have wanted to do that i don't think but yeah Yeah. just quickly on that uh, on the rain we were trying to sort of speculate beforehand whether or not it would have much of an impact and obviously if you're booked to go on very specific nights because of the amount of money you've paid and they're very clear that hey this runs rain or shine yeah you're not going to not turn up. But they do sell multi-night tickets all the way up to being able to go on basically every like night that 40 it runs, nights. like 40-something cool. nights. And I think though, if, if you're crazy and have that, or maybe even the one below that, or maybe even the one below that, I think they sort of start, at, I think um, it's like 18 nights, 30 nights, 40 nights, 40-something 40 nights. It's, there's loads of multi-night ticket options. And I think if you've got one of those and you thought, oh, we'll go on this day, and then it ends up being a, a rainy day, then you might not turn up. But I think anyone else who had planned to go on that day would have gone anyway, because they've yeah. paid for it. So, so
1: It's like dark as well. It's like when it was a sunny day, people were queuing for two hours. They'd be sitting on the sidewalk, as they call it, or pavement, <laughs> and resting their legs that way. Obviously, if it's... what. Well, Raining, you can't really do that, so it's a bit more tiring. I
0: think, Lots you know. of people looking a bit miserable in ponchos and and things like that. Uh, you know, bit of a I bit think, of a shame. I but have got a few good pictures of us not in ponchos. Not yes. really excited. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, so that was Stranger Things. That's how we started the evening. um The second one we did on this night. I must admit, I'm struggling to remember the exact order that we did them in i think it was maybe was it was it yeti that we did after this yeti campground kills i think it may have been and so this one is next to this is right next to the tribute store um as you get down towards the end of the new york section and if you hook a right you're heading towards the mummy right um this one was right there next to dueling dragons which we'd done at towards the end of night one so this one, you're in a 1950s campground that has uh, been infiltrated by Yetis, and they've run amok and murdered loads of people. I think this one, until we did Chucky later in the evening, this had, this was probably the most gory of all of them. There was some nasty sort of yeah. people, like scenes of people having been kind of dismembered and ripped up, like and blood axes and guts, and, and yeah. Parts
1: of their body.
0: And- How did you find that one? Because you're quite squeamish. Is that all right?
1: Too squeamish. It's more the oh come uh, on. This is, well, actually no. Don't like that. Blood, do I? So yeah, no, no. quite squeamish. But um, it was more. Yeah, I thought this one was quite scary. I think seem to remember the Yetis. Right. Yeah. But they were pretty. I'm trying to think. Were the monsters that would jump up pretty famous?
0: Yeah, it, they, they were. Uh, they they're pretty impressive. I mean, they're they're big. Like those suits must be very yeah. uncomfortable to wear. Yeah. I mean. Maybe not quite as big, but it's a weird comparison. But you know, when you see Sully at Disney, you know, from Monsters Inc. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It was kind of like that. Yes. It's like size wise, anyway. That's kind of what they kind of reminded me of. But obviously, uh, now that you, much like I said last week, I would do was it a Rugrats Scare Maze? (laughs) I would definitely do a Monsters Inc. Scare Maze. Disney should do that. That would be great fun. Great fun. Not
1: sure Disney really do scare, do they?
0: Not really, no. I'm trying to... What did Mansion? I mean, they wouldn't make that now with that opening scene of someone hanging themselves. Uh, you wouldn't get away with that now. But yeah, uh, I, I thought Yeti was okay. Apparently they have done this one before as well and uh, or something similar to it anyway. The Yetis are a, a kind of a feature of Horror Nights. Um, but yeah, I thought this one was okay. I, 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 As I said, I was sort of intrigued by all of the original houses, like the original creations, but I didn't think this was the strongest of those original ones.
1: Is it the, the ride at Animal Kingdom? That's Yeti
0: base, Everest. Everest has Yeti? a Yeti, yeah. 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 In fact, yeah. I think the Yeti moment on that ride is, is scarier than the Yetis on Definitely this maze. maze it is. It's funny how every time I, I feel like that Yeti is going to claw me. Like he, he It feels like he gets so close to your face on that ride. And um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's very impressively done. But yeah, in the case of this one, I, I thought some some cool blood and guts uh, effects, some good gore, um, but in terms of scares, didn't necessarily do Not it for me. Not the most
1: memorable one.
0: No, me. I don't think so. I think it's, it's right next to Dueling Dragons. I think the two of them kind of have some of the same issues. They're a bit goofy. Uh, just the kind of scare actors, are, they just look a little bit goofy to me, to be honest. Um, I think the next one we did after this was Chucky. So there's the ultimate kill count. Yeah. So obviously Chucky, long-running film and TV franchise. I think there's a TV series going on at the moment or has been going on for a while. I think this is kind of tied into that. But it's a bit meta. So I believe the setup for this one is that Chucky, the actual doll Chucky, hears about Universal building a Chucky house at Horror Nights and thinks and finds out basically they're not that they're not actually going to kill people on it. I think, well, that's not good enough, and so Um, takes over, and that is why most of the uh, scare actors on this are sort of, quote-unquote, universal staff who have been murdered by Chucky, and they're sort of coming out at you with, like, scissors in their chest, axes in their head. There's some nasty stuff on here, actually, like some pretty gross-out deaths and and gore, and, um, you know, it's a decent mix of, like, uh, of actors and also like models. And
1: I, I find those sort of dolls quite, you know, the idea of a doll sort of being possessed is quite scary.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's like
1: you get those. Pools, I don't know if you remember when we used to go to your Nanowing Island and she had like a bedroom full of those porcelain dolls. A, a bedroom
0: full of Chuckies basically. Yeah. yeah it's uh, horrifying. Scary. Yeah. We, we didn't go back very often after that. <laughs> so um, there was
1: one bit where you go through. It's like you see loads and loads of Chuckies in. Right, so are we
0: talking about Nana's house? No, no, Lord? no. Back, wow.
1: to the, back to the back to the maze where you've got the Chuckies in boxes. It reminded me of that scene in Toy Story when you go down the shop hours and you've got the boxes for the Buzz or Barbies.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, of course. Got what on. a reference.
1: But I just thought I, I was just visualising the Chuckies sort of bashing their way out of these boxes, which right. is probably a bit too...
0: Right, and then that yeah, been quite, that might have been quite good. I thought that would have been quite. I was
1: I was expecting something
0: like that, but I don't think that actually happened. No, that. but that, this one did have seen. it said some stuff that wasn't dissimilar to that. Like they had animatronic like puppet Chucky's that would like come out of the walls and stuff. And yes, like that 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 was kind of the standout for other than all the grisly gore and stuff. Like, in terms of the the way this house was put together, the it the was, animatronic yeah. Chucky was the Scary. most Striking thing, like yeah. I don't really remember any of the others having something quite like it that. Quite,
1: I think this was quite a long one. I felt was like, yeah. like walking through here a long time. Well, there's
0: one bit where you go outside and you think it's over, and, and then you go back, back yeah, in, and it like, carries on.
1: Yeah, and that isn't that the bit where you go through where they like the chuckies are in boxes.
0: I can't really remember to be honest. The other thing about this is that you actually queue up in the Fast and Furious queue, don't you? Yes. Which was the scariest part of the whole thing for me because I I don't like that ride. <laughs> You like that ride. In fact, actually, I've mentioned on this podcast before, and Josh is always apoplectic about this, and I, I I bring up the fact that my family actually quite like the Fast and the Furious ride, and he's just like, but it's absolutely awful. Well, as you're here, and I don't know when you'll next be back, why do you like the Fast and the Furious ride so much? And come closer to the microphone so people can actually hear you well, defend this.
1: I've never seen any Fast and Furious films. Perhaps that's why, because I haven't got any to you know, Compare it to, but I think it's okay. But then, that's where is that where earthquake used to be? Yes, that's the replacement earthquake,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. So
1: I don't know it's as good as earthquake, but it is because I think when we were first running it, I thought it was just going to be a bit more like a show and not actually a ride. So perhaps that's why I found it. Right. Okay, but I do apologise if that's made me, you know.
0: It's fine. Down. It's or, fine.
1: Your view. But you, you, I have some weird ideas on rides, as you know, so some terrify me and um, some terrify me.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> there we are. That's as good as we're going to get so far as a defence. No defence. I suppose. <laughs> uh, right. Moving on then. So that's Chucky. Uh, the I think at this point is when we did Nightmare Fuel Revenge Dream. Oh. Which is the live show, which they put yeah. on in the old um, Fear Factor Live theatre. Yeah. We theater. We'd get
1: out of the rain for a while yeah. That so,
0: was the main appeal of this. wasn't really for me. I didn't really know what to expect, but it's basically loads of like supermodels in sort of weird bondage outfits. Yeah, uh, and uh, you Lots know, of
1: dancing
0: fire whips. I, I um, it's all a bit. It's not for kids, I would say.
1: I think there are a few warnings on there, aren't they? Uh, I think there's a few warnings about young kids, but then there is about the whole of the Halloween evening. Don't they recommend? Is it under thirteen shouldn't go or something like that? I think so,
0: but I, Halloween is such a kids. cultural thing for yeah. in America. Obviously, like kids are very desensitized to Halloween and horror night type horror night type experiences from a very young age. I yeah. think much more than over here.
1: Yeah, yeah they were very scantily dressed.
0: Yeah, dancers, yeah. It's not. Um, it's not scary. This at all. It's like, no. yeah. It's just. Um,
1: but some of like the aerobatics, you know, when they go up on the hoop and. Oh yeah. That was really good. I mean, oh yeah. They're very, they're really good performance.
0: Objectively but. impressive, just not for me. I would say. Yeah.
1: Um, I think when I watch. You know, and I'm,
0: hopes, not that I'm like I'm making myself sound like some little quaint little church boy or something, but. Uh, which is not.
1: I don't think it was the bondage bit that made it not interesting. It was just that like, it, was a it bit wasn't rep- really. It was
0: a bit repetitive as well. I thought. Yeah, um, the
1: whole story was like she was having nightmares, and, and she's she went sort of... into her nightmare. Yeah, to
0: fight back against the nightmares. Yeah, yeah. But and her night, she has nightmares about supermodels in weird <laughs> outfits dancing around. I mean, it doesn't but it sound was, that it bad. Was, it
1: was. Yeah, but you can you could acknowledge the fact that they were really skilled performers. But especially, I think more of the the air. What do you call like when they go air up in the air? Is air that aerobatics? Is that? I
0: admit, I have no idea. But,
1: um, it's a bit. It was a bit Cirque du well, We've
0: that, never done uh, Cirque yeah. du Soleil. I don't no, that, think they'd get away see, with some of those outfits in that, Cirque du Soleil. Not the
1: outfit bit, I meant more of the, you know, the shenanigans going up on the rope and the hoop it, and yeah. all that good stuff. That was very impressive. That woman could get into positions. I, like, you know, it could only really have nightmares about shall we say so um that was already impressive but it wasn't and you could get the story um and I think they said there was gonna be lots of um you know smoke and lighting and things that might you know be a bit too intense for people but I don't think that was the case but uh, it was a it was um a chance to sit down and take the weight off your legs for what's it about half an hour Something
0: like that, yeah, and they've run it four times over the course of the night, so yeah. it's not a bad yeah. idea. I mean, it's the same strategy that works in theme parks, right? Like if you're at Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios yeah. or something like that and there's a show going on, like you can sometimes notice that, oh, all of a sudden there's like hundreds of people packed into a show. It might yeah. be a good time to do a ride. I think that logic does maybe apply to an extent here as well. Like it yes. might not be a bad time if you, if you don't care about the show to – um to yeah. to go and queue up for a maze in the yeah. vicinity of the show while the show's going on
1: yeah, and and, then, and, and
0: likewise don't necessarily be over there when the show's when about to finishes. end because yeah. then you've got Just hundreds you've of gone. people oh, filtering so
1: out No, are either going to go around to Diagon Alley or back round to so- Last of Us Men black Blackside aren't
0: they? Yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so yeah the, the show is it's fine I, mean, I think if you've got one night there I'm not sure I'd bother unless I guess you've got the express pass but yeah, it's, uh, it's there. It's something a bit different, I suppose, to to everything else that's going on in the park. Uh, the other houses that we did after that were Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. So Dr. Oddfellow is kind of the mascot for the event this year. And they have a kind of a new mascot every year or, you know, mascots that have like a collection of mascots and kind of cycle through them. So I think he was last the mascot for a, a few years ago. I think his whole thing is like he's doing weird experiments on people with people and animals. He's basically like he's basically like a Dr. Moreau or that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy Three. I think that's his thing. Okay. And um, is it Dr. Moreau or did I make that up? Do you even know? Is that his island? Is it? Yeah, he does experiments, doesn't he? On um... I think so. yeah, there'll be like but film was... boffins listening to this screaming at me, but, but I think was... that's.
1: I thought this one was pretty, pretty good. The monsters and stuff because there were some really weird looking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I thought I I thought Quite they were scary. much, yeah, m- much more disturbing than sort of not embarrassing, but kind of like goofy, which is was as we say that was the case for dueling dragons and the yetis. Um, I, I thought this one, I think, because there was maybe a bit more makeup involved as well, and like prosthetics. Like the, I think, I think the thing that with well, the yeti and and maybe to a slightly lesser extent the dragons. It looked a bit costume shop, like, oh, they've just gone down to a Halloween store and bought some of this stuff. Uh some of the uh, I think the, the Doctor Oddfellow looked a little bit more well sort of twisted. More
1: twi- yeah, I was As exactly there. gonna say that word. Twisted and oddball and yeah, like
0: Everything that's in the name.
1: Yeah. Oddfellows. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was I'm not sure again if that was one that we saw some of the actors coming with their tapes on when we were waiting in the queue. I can't remember now. But it was, yeah, it was. It was almost like they could have taken all the bits of the costumes that they've had over the years and sort of put them together in a weird way, mm, because, and and come up with Oddfellows.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just on the to- on the topic of Oddfellows, he is also a, I think he's sort of a direct inspiration for three of the scare zones, um, which were the three scare zones that we didn't do on night one. So there's uh the Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. So this is kind of runs. From like Kid Zone back towards the um, kind of where uh, the makeup show yeah, is, yeah, sort of adjacent to Central Park.
1: So you see that quite clearly when you're there on in the day, don't you? Because I remember we've seen them setting that up for previous visits, with, which was mm. way before, way before Halloween. But it's all, um, yeah, so sort of, it's got like a bit more. I would say it's like a bit more like a a voodoo sort of theme.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Why I want to think coconuts and shacks and yeah, bones and things, but yeah,
0: yeah. And then the other one that kind of leads on from that, and this is where this yeah. is where like the makeup show is, and Jason Bourne and, and Mel's Diner and all that. This was Dark Zodiac. Uh, I, I got the impression that you hated this one the most. You had, like guys in sort of gimp masks with chainsaws.
1: That was it. Was really well done. Because the noise, well, because the noise from the chainsaws was so real, and they got so close to you because they just almost like and you just hear this chainsaw sound that obviously sounds really. It's
0: very, convincing. very you, convincing. You could you could believe really that they were chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were.
1: It was. It sort of went down towards the um, thingy cafe. The What's that? For the cafe you mentioned earlier, where we go for breakfast. It sort of went down. The today to, cafe. Yeah. Did, Did it go that far? I thought it, it sort of went that.
0: Not so sure. I might be wrong.
1: But um, yeah, that was quite intense, I think. And it was very much one theme. It was just people with chainsaws. But the other sort of scare zones were a bit more different characters and different outfits. That was just it was just chainsaws.
0: Uh, there- I think there was a bit more going on than just the guys with the chainsaws. Like there was some, there was some lady up on like a stage, wasn't there? And there's some people locked up in cages, and okay. there's a bit more variety. I might be confusing this with a different one, but I, I think there was more going on than just the chainsaw guides. But
1: there were definitely people in cages over the other yeah. side by the one where yeah. sort of jaws between sort of where jaws used to be in Diagon Alley. There were people in cages on that side, weren't
0: there? Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the, the fifth and final scare zone that we haven't talked about was, again, Dr. Oddfellow, the collection of horrors. This is just the one right at the start, right at the entrance. Where the big shop is. Where the big shop is. Yeah. Um, all a bit of a blur, to be honest. It's in a bit of a strange location. Like Obviously, it makes sense, I guess, to have one right at the entrance, but I just think people aren't you're either you're either concentrating on getting out of the park or concentrating on coming in or
1: going in the shop, so getting it's, out the way it's a
0: bit of a like yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a blur to me and the most striking thing about it is just that really vivid red lighting which uh, yeah it just makes it feel a little bit hellish i suppose but in terms of kind of the specifics around what the scare actors were dressed up like what was going on
1: can't remember too
0: much. I can't remember too much about it. Yeah, because you're either full of adrenaline or really tired by the time yeah. you're in there. Probably.
1: And there wasn't too much sort of lighting and, and fog effects around that bit because I guess because it's the entrance exit, you have to be a bit be a bit more careful.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, like I said, I thought the red, the red lighting from the main hominites kind of sign kind of lit up that area quite in quite a cool way. Is this but... when
1: you tried to get on the... um? oh Rip ride rocket we, we tried
0: to get on the rocket at, yeah it's it's not far from there obviously because it is near the entrance um and yeah the the Rip ride rocket unfortunately uh, fell victim to the rain on night 2 uh, a couple of times so we got a bit unlucky there um, in terms of getting very close to being on it and not quite managing it looked it looked
1: really cool in the dark i've never seen it because we Well, i've never been there and it was been that dark before at that park and the, that it, some that that ride looked really cool with the lights
0: yeah yeah i think I would have liked to do it, but um, yeah, it did look cool anyway, even from down on the ground. And the final house that we did then, and this one is right at the start, right at the entrance of the park pretty much, is uh, Blood Moon Dark Offerings. Is a uh, colonial era villages begin to worship the moon, hunting down any non-followers. I
1: thought it was quite good, this one. Yeah. I think I like this one.
0: When, when you say, like, when is say that, like, is that because it was like gross and scary and disgusting, or because that's
1: like the wrong word? I thought this was it very effective. Yeah. <laughs> scary, and it yeah it was um all that kind of like pagony worshiping the moon and
0: doing yeah.
1: nasty things if you didn't agree with it.
0: Yeah, there's a, some cool effects as well with the... Obviously, the name was implied, the blood moon. I like can look up and see a blood red moon up in the sky kind of throughout, certainly at the start, but I think there are different points when you look up and you can still see it there. So that's quite cool. Um, and yeah, I think there was something to be said for, in this instance, some of the scare actors obviously just being like cult cultish, yeah, just people.
1: Like robes and hoods. Yeah, and-
0: so again, it just... It being a little bit less fantastical in some ways made it scarier. Yeah. I think. More, I don't know. More threatening.
1: Why, but it reminded me, and perhaps it's a title, which I can't remember anyway. But that, that show we watched on, was it on Disney with the uh, I don't
0: think there's anything quite like this on Disney Channel.
1: No, but the guy that that I can't even remember what it was called, but it's the guy that was in It's not
0: like very helpful. Guys. Star who? Which Star Wars? Which guy? <laughs>
1: I've lost it But He like worked In a hospital Or something And then he would Have go into Different time zones And it was Oh
0: I have no idea idea What you're talking about This is a Disney film
1: Series A Disney
0: series About a time travelling Doctor And he's from Star Wars He wasn't
1: a doctor But he worked In a hospital No A museum He worked in a museum Close
0: Worked in a museum Yeah and he time travels. And he's...
1: And there was, like, Egyptian bits going
0: on. Not Night of the Museum. It's clearly oh, No!
1: Never mind. it will come back to
0: me. I don't have any clue. Oh, um, Moon Knight. Oscar yeah, Isaac. That's it. Right. He's
1: in Star Wars, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but it yeah. would have been easier if you would said he was in Marvel.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know why, but I got a bit of vibe of... I think it was the costumes. Perhaps. Is it because it
0: made no sense and you were done with it before the end?
1: watch
0: it to the end. I right. did watch that to the end. Yeah, well, begrudgingly I think. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying that about myself. Um uh, I don't know why, but
1: it gave me a bit of that vibe.
0: Right, okay. I well I think you've just put loads of people off then in that case. <laughs> anyway. Uh well that's I think that's everything. So that that night two was it was a bit shorter for us, a bit more efficient I would say. So so I think if we, we haven't We didn't stop to eat. The queues generally were a bit shorter. There was one that I remember dragging, but I think it might have been not helped by the fact that it started raining. So it just felt a bit longer. There was
1: one we joined when it said that it was about a 30 minute wait and it ended up being like an hour or something. So those ones always feel like they're dragging more. It's worth the expectation.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've actually mentioned that they do put wait times up for the houses. So that's nice. They can change really quickly. They can change very quickly. And and I mean, I think the Universal app is rubbish, but it does have the wait times for the houses in the app as well as it, as it does for the rides. So, uh, yeah, make use of that for sure. Uh, yeah, if we hadn't sort of spent quite a bit of time in the shop at the end, because we kind of thought, I think at the time we thought this was going to be our last time in a universal park. So we spent a bit more time in the shop at the end yeah. kind of dragged out the end of the day. And as we kind of said on, I think the first podcast, Uh, The merch overall was a little bit disappointing, but we we came out with some stuff, you know, uh, some coasters, a mug, uh, a magnet. Uh, Did anyone buy any clothes? No, one bought a T-shirt in the end, did they?
1: You and Becky both tried them on, and and Dad was looking at them for a long time, and then nobody bought one.
0: No, no. Because I
1: think, yeah, some of them were huge. I mean, some of the sizing was a bit.
0: So the sizing was a bit inconsistent. There was some stuff that went all the way down to like smalls that I could never imagine even I squeezing into like extra 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 small, as well as then going all the way up to like four times large, and then some stuff was only small to large. Like it was yeah, it was a bit all over the place. But yeah, I think as I said on the first part. Loads of opportunities to spend money, if you so choose, on merch or drinks or food or what have you. But we, we were relatively restrained, I think, uh, certainly on merch and food. Uh, but that was it. That's That was night two, uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, your, Would you prefer night one or night two? And then what were your overall thoughts on the experience? Would you do it again? Would you recommend it to people? I think
1: perhaps night two from the house point of view? I, know, I think perhaps it's because it just felt so... Because, I said, we chose Last of Us and Stranger Things to be the the first one we queued for. Um, Stranger Things seems to work better. I don't know why. It seemed to go faster. Perhaps it's just because it opened it because they thought it was going to be the most popular, so they opened it a bit earlier. But it felt as though we got more done on night two. But that might just be because we knew a bit more what we were doing. Or it could be that Last of Us is just the biggest queue there.
0: Yeah, well, no, I think Stranger Things is. I mean, technically speaking, we did get more done because we did, what, five houses, three scare zones and a show, whereas on night one we did five houses, two scare zones and no show, although we did do Diagon Alley, which isn't a scare zone, but it kind of feels like it could be. I think if
1: you were going back at any point in the future, I think you'd kind of look well ahead of time and see how much perhaps the fast pass would be to see if it makes sense to go for one day because i'm sure those fast passes get the price changes depending on you know when you're looking at the tickets mm. so that might be something to look at but it could turn out to be incredibly expensive
0: yeah okay. I, I think just based this is the impression i got but theme parks are obviously people go as friends but generally i you see a lot of families at the parks during yes. the day this event definitely had more of a friend like groups of friends and couples vibe um, I think that was just the impression yeah. I got. So and perhaps I,
1: I, families with older kids. There were quite a lot of I think family groups with older kids. Oh, All right, was, fair was, enough.
0: Kids as old as me?
1: Not as old as you. I don't think so.
0: Damn.
1: I don't think so. But um, yeah, perhaps perhaps that's more the case. But I also got definitely feeling that it's obviously Halloween is a much bigger deal in the US than it is here. Well, you know, it's getting more of a thing here, but it's still nowhere near popularity in the u.s so i think for there was, seemed to be a lot more um u.s guests you didn't hear so many uh you heard many um, oh, US yeah, pe- people voices, you?
0: people come from all over the u.s for this i think yeah. this is considered like the premier halloween event yeah, yeah, in, the, in the country in the country i think yeah. they do do it in hollywood as well universal uh but i think the florida version is considered so the, the best
1: massively popular but like perhaps more sort of u.s tourists from the that's the US rather than overseas. I mean, we did hear some Brit accents, but it was mainly... Not many. The Not There wasn't
0: many, was And it? even during the day, you know, you hear, I think everyone noted that you know, there was a lot of um, Spanish speakers and like, Portuguese yes. speakers around the parks, Disney and Universal. But even then, I think at Horror Nights, it was yeah. Yeah, definitely more US, regional US accents. And I still think
1: looking at the cost of the Universal Horror Nights, if you compare that to what they wanted... I mean, we didn't do Disney Horror Night. Or whatever their
0: equivalent but looking at the price of those ones, yeah like in, like, like when this holiday was in the very early planning stages and we knew we were going for halloween we kind of not fully intended but we were definitely interested in looking into doing all the halloween stuff because we'd never done it and we thought well well obviously they're at halloween time but Even by the standards of how much money you spend at these parks, anyway, the Halloween prices for Disney were insane for what you get from it. it
1: It's like 180
0: 180 each, something. something 180 dollars a head. That sounds right. Yeah,
1: and and I I don't think there's a great deal going on about apart from trick or treating, people dressing up, and
0: no, like I can, I think. I don't doubt that for a family with kids who all love Halloween, that would yeah. be a really lovely night out. And I must admit, as we was, it was as a, as the days we were leaving Magic Kingdom and people were coming in, and you saw like families dressed up as like you know a family of Disney characters, like you'd see a bunch of Incredibles show up, or yeah, you know a Peter Pan or Wendy and a Tinkerbell. It was all very wholesome, but but yeah, in terms of like bang for your buck, what they do some shows and parades, and you get some free sweeties and. Other than that, though, you're kind of just paying to be there, which uh, sounds a bit silly, but anyway. And a lot of the
1: Halloween decorations are up anyway.
0: Yeah, there's more to the Universal uh, Halloween experience.
1: The theme parks transform more, I think, at Universal, because Disney, a lot of the decorations are already up during the day, whereas Universal seems slightly more transformed. It comes to yeah,
0: day. I mean, a lot of the decorations and things are just there during the day, but they, they do cover them up. They do try and cover them up, but yeah. Anyway, uh, let's leave it there. That's going to do it. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, there is stuff on the uh, Park Crush socials from our evenings at Horror Nights. Uh, links.parkrush.com is the best place to find all those. If you have any questions, uh, the best way to get in touch would be to email the show, podcast at parkrush.com. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with another trip report from Florida. Thank you to mum for making her double header podcast debut. And we'll catch you next time. Stay safe out there. Goodbye.